Hey everybody, it is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up for another week. It is a Monday, which means it is just me, the microphone, answering your business questions, your scale up questions, any challenges you have right now, sharing my perspectives, my insights, my experiences to get you on your way. Today we are going to touch on a topic which comes up a lot in my world, certainly in my world of mergers and acquisitions, and that is the topic of no money down. So specifically, no money down in relation to can you buy a business no money down. So what we'll do is we're going to get into the definition of that. We're going to get into that in relation to also a term that I use quite a lot, which is other people's money. What's the difference between the two? And there are some important differences, trust me. The second thing we're going to do is talk about how you can navigate this particular area so that you can be successful in the world of acquisitions, acquisition entrepreneurship, and scaling your business via acquisitions, okay? So let's kick this off. It's not going to be a long episode, but it's an important one because, as I said, this comes up all the time. The term no money down, I think, first originated in the world of property and real estate, where it was a very interesting way of people being able to get into the property investment space when they didn't have any of their own cash, right? So they'd be able to leverage the asset value of a property, which is quite substantial. They'd be able to bring investors in. So you're effectively using your sweat, your own ability to get stuff done, and then bringing you know, this, this concept of money from other sources in. Now, it was called No Money Down, but I think the hidden uh, sentiment was that you've got to do a lot of work because you haven't got the cash, so you've got to do something, right? But this whole idea, this concept has now shifted and moved itself into the world of acquisitions. And if you go searching around the place and you Google, you know, I want to learn how to buy businesses, you'll see lots of marketing out there which uses this term, no money down. And putting it bluntly, being really, really transparent with you, I think it is dangerous. I think it is really dangerous to to buy into the marketing without doing your due diligence And that's why I prefer to use the term other people's money when I'm teaching anything to do with acquisitions, because as I said, there's an important distinction. So let's get into it. No money down, none of your own cash. Other people's money means leveraging other people's money. Leverage is such an important term in the world that I operate on. Because if I go back to private equity and those 100 plus acquisitions that I've been involved in over my career... Not one of those deals was all the money up front. It was a percentage of the money that came, obviously, from the private equity firms, but the rest of it was leveraged using other creative financial strategies and instruments, okay? So what you would do is you would put a percentage, and even in my personal deals now, I'll put 10 to 15% of my own capital into a deal. Then I'll look to raise financing against the assets of the business that I'm going to buy. And there's lots of options here. If you look at the balance sheet of a business, you've got accounts receivable, which you can usually raise money of around 70% against the total figure on the balance sheet. You've got inventory, you've got fixed assets, you've got property, but I do like to separate property from my deals. So when I'm going out there and looking to do an acquisition, or if I'm teaching someone to do it, you know, getting a business owner to scale their business by acquisitions, I'm looking at all of these options to leverage other people's money by these financial instruments. Now, I'm not going to get technical today. I just want to get the principle across to you. So if we're buying a business, 
we are quite simply looking at the price that the seller wants to sell it for. Um, there are ways of, of negotiating that so you get the, the most fair but reasonable price for you and for them. The closing payment is what is paid when the deal is done. And then the rest I tend to recommend is paid over a period of time in deferred payments. It's sometimes called seller financing and all these other bits and pieces. But realistically speaking, what you're trying to do is pay a certain amount of money up front for the business and then you are effectively leveraging the assets to get the rest of the money, but you're paying that over time, including those deferred payments that you agree with the seller. This is the best way to buy a business. It's the way that I teach. And most importantly, it will get you quite successful, particularly if you do have some cash that you can put in up front. Now, if you haven't got cash to put in up front, your own capital, you will have to bring investors in similar to the real estate example that I mentioned beforehand. And that is absolutely possible. It just makes the process more difficult. What I think is dangerous is the concept that you can go out there and buy a good profitable business for none of your own money. And effectively, what I'm talking about here is something that's 100% financed by the seller. In other words, you're going to take their business and then you're going to pay them back over years from you know the, the profits in the business. Now, yes, it can be done and I have done it a couple of times. However, it's needle in a haystack stuff, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, I've had to spend a lot of time trying to find the right situation. Usually the seller is distressed. Sometimes it's called motivated, but they're distressed. They've got a situation where they have to get out quickly. They may be sick. Their partner may be sick. Something's happened in their life that means that they need to get out. Um, and then you can sometimes struck a deal where, Time is more important than money or the, the the payment, you know, coming later is more important than their need to get out straight away. And then you can agree this 100% deal, which is where a lot of the no money down stuff sits. Now, the reason I say needle in a haystack is you've got to think of it logically. Even though there are lots and lots of business owners that are retiring, you know, 10,000 per day in North America, many of them own good profitable businesses. Okay, we've seen all this stuff out. This is all very true. You know, even if money isn't the most important driver of their decision, these are people who have spent 30, 40, sometimes 50 years of their life and their legacy sits within that business. And they want to have some reward for that. Just think about it. I teach people to exit, scale to exit, right? I can tell you right now that people are interested in getting a reward, a you know something that says that what they've done, the value they've created for years and years is worth something, okay? It's partly to do with the money. It's partly to do with self-worth, right? So if there are a lot of people around there going, hey, you know, I want to buy your business for nothing. I've got no cash. Now, of course, this doesn't come up in the very beginning. That's not cool, right? And it's very, very difficult. And what's happening now, and this is really important, a lot of the brokers, and I've got a massive network of brokers out there, you know, and they're saying to me that there's a lot of people out there who have bought into the marketing of this no money down. They're out there trying to buy all these businesses with no cash and they're going in there and, you know, doing a lot of tire kicking. The brokers have got, you know, very, very astute to this activity and they are now putting out barriers to make it difficult for people to be able to do that. Okay, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. What's the winning play, the winning move? Well, the winning move is to have a little bit of cash that you can put in, right? It opens up the market massively. And I've walked into, you know, brokers' offices in South Florida and said, okay, here's the situation. 
I'm going to put this amount of cash into a deal. I've got this amount to spend, right? I'm not looking to buy businesses fully out. I want to leverage this. I want some seller finance. I'm going to, I'm going to do it creatively, but I'm being transparent. This is how it looks. What have you got? And honestly, they look at you with a breath of fresh air because at least you're being honest and transparent and it works brilliantly. And sometimes you can actually find deals where you don't have to put hardly any of your own cash in. You know, you have to put some because you've been really upfront around the way that you want to do it as opposed to any kind of smoke and mirrors. All right. Super, super, super important. Now, the last thing I want to say about this as well is if you are fixated on these no money down deals, remember that quite often it's not just the distressed owner, you might even be picking up a bit of a lemon of a business. And you know, it's, it's the whole idea that nothing really is for free. And that's true, right? Value is is attributed in different ways, but you don't want a business that's broken. You don't want a business that is desperate to be exited by the seller because there's some stuff hidden in there that you're not going to find that effectively through due diligence, right? Uh, if you end up inheriting a job or inheriting a basket case, it's going to cost you more time and money overall. If you over leverage because you haven't got the cash to put into a deal or you can't find it from, from some other means and something goes wrong, quite often you are going to be the person who's in a lot of pain. So my advice to you is this. First and foremost, acquisitions right now are awesome, right? The next decade, if you've got a business particularly if you've got a seven-figure business, right? And the reason I say that is you've already done a lot of stuff to grow organically, right? You've done all the cool stuff. If you've got that in place, you have to be scaling by acquisitions. You are going to simply double or triple your business by that strategy. And if you're a seven-figure business, right? And I say that because you've probably got cash reserves from profit. You have that little bit of money, right? That I said beforehand, that 10 to 15% that you might've gone and spent on a marketing campaign when you can actually go out there and buy a competitor, a supplier, a geographic beachhead in another country, anywhere where you want to sell your product or service to other customers, and you are going to simply just, I, I can't tell you how quickly you're going to grow if you do that, right? It is the perfect strategy. If you are the beginning, let's call it the acquisition entrepreneur, the person who wants to buy a business instead of starting a business, just be warned that, as I said, the deals are out there, but don't rush around thinking it's going to be a piece of cake. You know, do your due diligence, work out other ways to access capital, maybe take a leaf out of the property investor's book and, you know, and give yourself a runway, right? Give yourself time. I, I do believe that, you know, if you give yourself time and not rush and get focused and all those sort of things, skill yourself up, get the right people around you, build your deal team, right? You will be successful. So I suppose the answer to the question that we are posing here today is, you know, can you buy a business no money down? Yes, you absolutely can. It's just more challenging and certainly not the way that I would advise doing it because it just caps all the other opportunities that I said. If you take one thing away from this episode today, absolutely lean in to the concept of other people's money. Learn how to do that effectively Maybe, maybe the way in is to start to consult for equity with bigger businesses if you are struggling to go out there and buy your own business because you haven't got the investment now to be able to do that. But go out there and consult for equity. Take a small piece, grow with that, teach someone how to do acquisitions. That in itself is a form of leverage. Okay, hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully I was pretty out there and honest with the whole no money down other people's money thing. As I said, it comes out all the time. And 
one of my strongest values here is to help people get to their end game, but doing that, you know, effectively and honestly as possible. So I want to make sure that if there's anything out there I'm seeing, which I think is being miscommunicated and misconstrued, I'm here to call it out. Anyway, as I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me. It helps the show. Plus, it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything you heard in today's show, or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.